When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. It's Friday. Q&A. Talking real money. I'm Don McDonald. Q&A. Answering questions. I'm going to try and do this on Fridays. Do a just a Q&A episode. And this week, the topic is really timely because they're your questions and reflect uh, the, the situation in the marketplace right now, particularly when it comes to income generation. Methinks I smell desperation. I really do. I feel like we're getting a little too desperate for income from our portfolios, income-generating vehicles. See, now we tend to forget that your overall portfolio Stocks and bonds can create income in a variety of ways. One, from the dividends or the income derived from the bonds. Two, though, from rebalancing. When you sell some things, you need a little income, take it from the sale of securities that are out of balance. And then the the other thing is you can just take a little bit from your portfolio now and again as needed, particularly if you're in retirement in that drawdown uh, phase. But what happens is... Interest rates falling make us behave badly because we get pitched a lot of things. And that's really the gist of what we're going to talk about today. So we've got two questions from you that were sent in through TalkingRealMoney.com. Just hit the contact button and send your questions in that way. Or you can call them in to 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day. You can even call them in live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 Eastern or noon and 2 Pacific time. So 855-935-TALK or send the questions in, type them at TalkingRealMoney.com. And these, both of today's questions, come from TalkingRealMoney.com. And we're going to start with this one. Uh... Both of them, though, are so interestingly related to each other. Here's the question. My husband added a bond fund to his Schwab IRA account as he was too heavy in stocks, which is fine. That's great. It's called balancing your portfolio. And uh, the fund he bought was the PGIM Class Z bond fund, which uh, for which the symbol is P-H-Y-Z-X, physics. It pays a pretty good dividend, she says, which makes me wonder if it may be a risky type of bond fund. I would like your opinion of this fund. Thank you. Love your show. Well, you are right. When you see a high dividend, you have to assume high risk. When you see a high income, it's the risk is commensurately high. This fund is called a high-yield bond fund which is a euphemism for a junk bond fund. This fund is very dangerous. It will be volatile, has been, 
but it also has incredible risk. It has risk of stocks. So while he's in stocks, with this, he's basically in the same kind of risk as stocks. And that's not what bonds are designed to do. Bonds are designed, bonds are meant in, in, the, in real investing to be the ballast for your portfolio. They're meant to be the stability. This will not be a stable fund. If the economy goes south, this fund will tank. It will tank. Over 50% of the portfolio is in B or lower, which is not just junk. That's getting into junky junk. The bulk of the portfolio is double B or lower, so it is truly a junk bond fund. Very little high-quality paper in it. Junk bonds are bonds of companies that are in trouble. For example, one of their biggest holdings is Clear Channel. It's a radio group that is at the end of their rope. They keep floating more debt. So these bonds can default. They can stop paying. And it's happened before. It'll happen again. The risks are high. This is not the fund I would have for the bonds in my portfolio. I would use Schwab has a good U.S. government intermediate term bond fund that I might consider. You want to be in inter, short to intermediate term governments, preferably, because you're going for stability, not yield. Don't get greedy. You want this to protect you on the downside. And that's what we do. We tend to get greedy. Well, I, you know, I used to get 6% at the bank. Why don't I get it now? Because interest rates have fallen. Because inflation is non-existent. It really is basically non-existent. Prices fluctuate a little, but we haven't had steady increases. If you're not in Seattle, look at the price of your house. It's not done much. If you're in Seattle, yeah, it has. But it's an aberration. So, yeah, no, really risky. I would not be in that fund. The expense ratio is okay. The, the degree of risk is too high. If I was going to be in a junk bond fund, he'd probably be at Vanguard or something, but I know he has a Schwab IRA. Um, but it would, that would not be my, my choice ever, ever. Send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com or call us at 855-935-8255. And the next question is kind of similar. Hi, guys. Pretty sure I already know the answer to this, <laughs> but thanks for asking anyway. But what are your thoughts on all the new alternative lending, open quote, investment, close quote, options out there? I'm thinking about Fundrise, Lending Club, Prosper, Lendex, and the like. Seems like a lot of financial podcasts and blogs are pushing Fundrise pretty hard. Paid advertising, I'm sure. Yes, probably is. And even a big name in the DIY boglehead sphere, let me guess, Larry Swedrow, has recommended the closed-end Lendex Fund. Is, just, is this just the shiny new thing that people are chasing because of the low yield on traditional fixed income? Any thoughts would be appreciated. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Yeah, you're right. In my opinion, these are just the shiny new thing that people are chasing because of the low yield on traditional fixed income. Now, folks like Larry Swedrow will, because Larry's a very fine economist, and he can make a case for alternative lending funds and some other alternative funds. I believe I can make a case against them. Uh, my biggest case against 
all of these products, first and foremost, is the cost of them. It's high. These things are expensive. The Lendex Fund, which is the Stonebridge um, Stonebridge Alternative Lending Fund, um, L-E-N-D-X is the symbol. The Stonebridge Fund costs just a bit under 2% a year. That we would I, 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 see, I'm speechless. We would never accept that kind of a fee because bear in mind that they've got to make 2% before they even return a penny to you. So how do they get these big returns? Well, the same way big returns are made everywhere else. Taking risk. Lots and lots of risk. There's lots and lots of risk in these funds and lending tree and all of these products. Now, one of the problems we have with risk is that unless we see it has just happened. See, I was going to say unless we see it happening, but you never see anything happening. You only see it having just happened. It's all past tense. Unless we see it ha- have, unless we see that it has happened, well, then we don't think it's happening and then we don't think it's gonna happen but here's the thing one of these days most of these things these new products some of them are gonna get hit and they're gonna get hit hard and one of the problems of using these alternative products as part of what many consider a more academically based approach to investing is that yeah okay Bonds have history. Bonds have history going back hundreds of years. Stocks have history going back almost 100 years. Alternative lending vehicles don't have much history. Alternative lending, though, we know is risky because alternative lending is consumer-oriented loans. There's no equity of any substance backing these loans up real estate notes at least have real estate behind them something of reasonable value but i mean a lot of these these consumer loans have nothing but the tv in somebody's living room or the car in their driveway or nothing their signature backing them up and i know they have coverage for some of these things but the reality is the risks are high and the fees are high and i cannot make a reasonable case for anyone owning funds with high risks and high costs unless i am unless i have decades and decades of data to support their existence in a portfolio i think a lot of advisory firms are using these just to be cool and hip and to justify their fees i really do believe that well you know we're always looking for the latest new thing no you don't need to be always looking for the latest thing the old way may be the best way and i think that the way that we of course i think that the way that we do it is the right way but it's low cost and it's got decades of research behind it you can't have decades of research behind these lending tree products and these lendex products it just isn't possible so don't get desperate for yield i i take us back to our original premise you build a portfolio with understandable risk 
How much risk can you stand? How much risk do you need to take? You need to know those two things. Then you build a portfolio for those things based on decades of history. How volatile has the stock market been at its worst over X amount of time? How volatile have long-term, short-term, intermediate-term bonds been over various periods of time? Things we can, we can track. Make sure your costs are as low as you can get them. You're going to pay something for something. You don't get anything for free. But keep your costs low and rebalance. Bing, bong, done. 855-935-TALK. That's the number, 855-935-8255. Or drop your questions off at TalkingRealMoney.com. Hit the uh, contact us button. Pretty darn easy. And make sure you call on Saturday. Since I'm recording this on Friday, that would be tomorrow. 3 to 5 Eastern, you can talk to us live. 855-935-TALK. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.